What? Listen to this podcast right now! Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following podcast is a Journey into Comics Network production. Give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Do it in our way. Hello everyone, it's Andrew. I'm Liz. And welcome back to Adulting Ain't Easy, a podcast we came up with a few weeks ago and now you're on episode one. We made it through the pilot and you liked it, which is exciting. Yes, no kidding. Like 50 downloads, which is really impressive for a show that had no prior following. We didn't give it a huge social media push and we got all these likes on Facebook already. People Mm -hmm. just must relate to the idea and I know once... Our lifestyle, we might do some more social media, doing maybe the Instagram thing or posting pictures on Twitter. I have the social media on Facebook and Twitter up. Maybe I'll have to do it. Cause yeah, because I'm not too much into that. I'm more of the stalker. So, yeah, it wouldn't work out too well. Right, you're not even an admin on the... I didn't have you as an admin on the I Facebook. I know, what the heck? I gotta add you still. It's oh. fine. Oh, and just FYI, because I'm going to forget the what? hashtag is adulting's hard. Well, that's silly. And my computer seems to be doing weird things. We're going to keep rolling away, and hopefully it'll snap out of whatever it's doing. We don't lose this part of the audio. Yeah. Oh, we're good. We'll to see. We're oh, fine. we are? We're fine. Oh, they recorded good. it. I can cut out the, the well, that's pause. That's nice. Technology is just a wonderful thing, isn't Te- it? Technology is one thing, and you stare at a computer all day at work, and then you go home, and you make dinner, and then you put the laptop back out and get back into it. Oh, yay. And we actually had Mexican for date night tonight. Yeah, so normally... I mean, I don't know what you do for lunch, but normally we have, at my house, since I still live at home, we do home-cooked meals almost every night of the work week, but when I come here, it's a little different. Yeah, usually, depending on how the week is, because we get together at least once a week at night after work and do date night, do dinner, and then watch our shows or watch a movie or whatever we end up doing, and now we're recording episodes. Yay, date night. But um, for this uh, week... Um, since I had time and it sounded kind of good, I decided to do Mexican. So, usually I get the frozen taquitos from the grocery store just because I don't feel like making taquitos. Because we don't have time. I mean, once, I feel like when it comes to making specific, certain specific foods, it just takes forever. And I'm sure that taquitos normally may not take that long, but we just did not have the time to do that. Yeah, once we look together and actually have to plan meals for the week and actually get into the full cooking mode, we'll probably take care of it then. But for the meantime, it's just easier to do some things homemade and some things just from the box. So this week, since we did Mexican, I actually made homemade salsa and homemade queso, which is very nice. Yeah, he. if you don't know Andrew, he's a salsa fanatic. Like, literally, he made a whole 
like blender's worth like he had a small little like food processor and i'm like okay that's like an acceptable amount of salsa oh no that was out for show and then he gets out his he gets out his blender and he just starts stuffing all this stuff in there i'm like are you really gonna eat all of that oh i will i have to get more chips because the chip to but if i don't i can always just add some other stuff to it and make gazpacho out of it because gazpacho is it's it's a cold soup that's delicious and it's basically salsa I don't know about cold soup though. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I've never had gazpacho, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I saw. I saw it as an appetizer option for the wedding, and I was like, "Yes, do it. Want um, it in a in a bowl that you can eat." Definitely, it's worth a shot, I guess. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, that's one of our. That's one of Andrew's things that he likes to make on his own is salsa. Because with salsa, when it comes to Andrew, he's very picky about it because there's always something wrong with it. <laughs> well, we actually. Over Memorial Day weekend, there was a salsa that was brought over for, one of, for a gathering at Liz's house that was, I think, the perfect consistent for me because it was... I like restaurant-style salsa where it's nice and thin. It's I don't like the just big chunk. But this one was... It was finely blended, so there wasn't any discernible chunks, but it was still thick enough that it didn't slide off the plate when you're eating it. I was like, I want this recipe. And apparently... The person who makes it doesn't really follow recipes, so each iteration is always a little bit different. So, unfortunately, I can't recreate it, but sometimes you get hit or miss, especially when you go to, like, Mexican restaurants. Sometimes you get the ones where it's, oh, it's really good, but it's really thin and it's brown for some reason. See, and I'm the opposite when it comes to salsa. Like, I really like, like, the Tostitos is, like, my favorite because it's all chunky and hearty, but... I mean, I'm not too picky with salsa because I'm more of a guac girl, so... Alright, and that's something that you've made before. I've never made guac on my own. It's it's a process. I never season it on my own. I always use those little, um, those little packets, which are super nice because I'm lazy. And I don't have time to measure out and get all the fancy spices. So that's always a nice thing to do with guac. But Jewel Osco does it right i mean they've i've never really had a bad guacamole made by them so i just stick with them if i'm really really motivated like if i'm going to like a gathering or something i may pull out like a guacamole recipe but a lot of the times it's just like i'm too tired i don't have enough time let me just go through the julasco check out at the counter and leave right and i feel like anytime that you make guac yourself it turns brown within like an hour yeah and i've tried some of those like oh keep the pit in the guacamole oh try this oh try that does i'm not successful i don't know if it's because i'm not a good cook or if it's just because i'm not doing something right Right. who knows that's why i don't make guac i just buy it from the store right it's cheap and it's it's most time it's cheaper to buy it than to make it yourself by the time you buy all the ingredients and avocado and i don't know when it a good avocado. I'm not one of those millennials that does avocado toast or whatever that weird bullshit is. I don't know if it's necessarily bullshit. I just have no idea how to make it. And I don't know. I'm not a big egg person, so I don't know if mixing avocados and eggs for me would be that great. I had one interesting thing that uh, someone brought into work one time. They did avocado deviled eggs. So, like, you know, typically you make deviled eggs. You uh, yard boil the egg, and then you scoop out the yolk, and then you add whatever you do and blend it up and then add it back to the the egg whites so this time you just throw like i think an avocado or two in that yolk mix and then you put it on there so you know, but essentially green eggs so i guess you could do if you were a school teacher and did green eggs and ham but i don't know it wasn't bad but it 
I feel like the avocado taste and the egg taste are very complimentary, so you, it, nothing really stands out. Yeah, I don't know. But, I don't know, Some, but sometimes our day nights are pretty non... Like, sometimes, like, I think last week... What did we do last week for dinner? Last week we went all out. We actually made something out off, like, oh, from was... scratch, because we did the... We found a recipe online, and it was for... Oh, it's um, that tasty chicken, video. Yes, the chicken and the cherry tomatoes and the um, green, beans. green beans. Which, when I tell people what like what kind of chicken it is, I didn't realize this was like people didn't have it, and I guess I didn't either until Andrew found it at the grocery store. But it uses boneless chicken thighs, which I'm boneless. I think it was skinless too, right? Boneless no, skinless I, 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 chicken thighs. I think it was just boneless. They had some skin on it. But I've never heard of it before. And I thought it was crazy, and I'm, apparently I'm not alone, which is nice, because the only time I've really seen chicken thighs are when they're whole in the bone, so it was kind of interesting when Andrew brought out these boneless. Right, you definitely... I didn't know what was going on. I was very confused for a second. Yeah, definitely at the grocery store, it is kind of still known, like, when you're cooking it, it kind of... I feel like they just ripped the bone out of it, because as you're cooking it, it kind of... Because just, you just put some oil in a pan, and then just, just cook it, and it starts to kind of... You kind of... Un, like unroll it a little bit because it kind of has it's kind of shaped around the bone it was in so as you cook it it kind of opens up and it allows you get kind of butterflied almost And but it worked out pretty well it worked good you cooked it all in shifts so you cooked the chicken you set it aside you cut it up then you add um, I think you just add a little bit of water and the green beans back into the pan that has the chicken grease and everything left over in it let that cook for a minute you chop up the tomatoes you add the chicken tomatoes back into it and you cook it until the tomatoes kind of uh, burst a little bit so you can get some more of that flavor and then you just spoon it on add some seasoning and then put it onto a plate and you're good and it was delicious you just gotta make sure you gotta get the green beans they're not super crunchy because you gotta do fresh green beans not from a can or frozen hmm, I guess so if you had to rank that recipe out of some of the others that we have done in the past would you rank it as like an easy a medium or like very hard uh, in terms of like cooking skills needed for it's, it. it's relatively easy because i'm not i'm not a great cook and i feel like a lot of it's going to change just because right now i'm stuck with the certain size kitchen i have which i have very little counter space and you can't really cook a lot of things at once there's just not a lot of space because the oven's against one wall and you don't have a whole lot of room to work so you can only can't really use a ton of the burners at one time so it's just it's just a little tricky to keep all the things in motion but for what we had actually it was relatively easy it just gotta do a lot of prep you gotta cut the green beans all the ends off you gotta cook the chicken and then set it aside and make sure the dog or cat doesn't get it while you're cooking other things and had you help me by chopping the tomatoes and mm-hmm. it, it's just a process but it, it's not bad we've done things that are more complicated yeah i'm trying to think what do you think was probably the hardest thing that we've made out of because we we try to experiment like at least twice a month with new recipes in terms of like cooking something from scratch because uh, generally we're not super busy on the our Thursday date nights but sometimes the week can kind of get away from us and all we want right. to do is either go out or get some easy um, easy microwave or oven right. stuff. I think um, I think the one thing that. I, it's just a kind of hard for me is when we do the the crescent chicken, where because you have to get all that stuff and then get the dough and you have to wrap it around there and then put the sauce in the pan. It's 
it's just a lot to try and get the right dough and put the get the dough to seal up right so it doesn't just fall apart. See, my I, I kind of disagree because I think one of our harder meals that we've made is when we've had to make our own pizza dough and then figure that oh, out. Oh, I forgot that about we the pizza. Did, well, we've done it a couple we've times. We've given up on because we've done the. You buy the, get the dough from the can. We've done the powder where you have to add the water. It's and like a Betty Crocker thing. Not worth it. It's super hard to like. It's very sticky, so it's hard to if you're gonna put it in a cookie sheet to actually like spread it out. Mm-hmm. And it was just not fun. It's so much easier just to buy the the pre the ready to go like slightly baked pizza crust and then just put all your ingredients and stuff on it and then bake it. It's just cuts the. It just saves a lot of time because we. So we've done it with the own dough and it makes like small pizzas. We've done the rectangle pizza. It's just, I'm a big fan of not making dough. I think, there's got to be a good recipe. I think all the prepackaged stuff we've gotten just hasn't worked out. Well, and if we wanted to do like real pizza dough, I feel like we'd have to have a lot more time. But I don't, yeah. I mean, in the time span that we have, we don't really like to eat super late. We're kind of like going into like our old lady and old man phase where we're like, yeah, like let's eat at five and like, wait, like that was today. Like we're because I don't know, I, it, it might just be me, but I eat lunch at like eleven a.m., which is uncommon. But I'm just I go to work early, so I eat breakfast. If I eat breakfast at like five thirty six, so I'm hungry by the time eleven o'clock rolls around. I eat lunch and then I'm hungry again at like four o'clock. So I got I want to eat dinner a little bit earlier. But, like, on weekends, right? it's just during the week we're early dinner people. Well, when we're together, because usually, like, with my family, it's, like, we eat at, like, 6 or 6.30 because that's when my mom gets home. And my and what's actually interesting is that um, my dad actually cooks. It's not my mom because my mom works later than my dad, and it's been like that for me since I was little. So it's kind of, like, an interesting tidbit because um, you don't really hear a lot of dad's cooking unless it's like on the weekend and even if that they usually cook on the grill i know i'm being stereotypical it's, but it's very it's very fifth like it's a lot of people still do it like the old way of like the wife even though that mo- most women or most wives work the most it's a joint income household women still predominantly cook like my mom cooked like when i was still living at home um like, growing up, my mom cooked all the meals because she was a teacher. She would get home before my dad would. But since, like, when I was living at home right after college and my dad had retired already, my dad cooked all meals because my mom was still working. And it just, my dad loves to cook anyway, but he's pretty much relegated. He was he would cook breakfast and food on weekends. But he got to t- took on the full-time cooking duties after he retired. But it's just, I feel like it's just the cycle. Like, some sometimes either partner is better at cooking than the other or has more time available to do so. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I feel like we kind of switch off. So, but it'll be interesting once we move in, which will be soon. Yeah. Next time we record, we'll have a new place. Right. That'll be. And yeah, probably this might be the last time we were. Well, probably not. We'll probably record at least one more time from the apartment before we settle in because I still have to pack all the rest of the apartment up, which is it's starting to look a little skeletal. There's a lot of all the movies are packed up, all the books are packed up, and there's just piles of Office Depot boxes against one wall that the cats think is a new play set up for them, which is yeah. pretty entertaining. Luckily, we don't have to cook food for the animals because I feel like that'd be a whole other can of worms. So props to people who actually do that. I'm, like, they make... Like, have you seen... I know that... The like, people that cook, like, chicken and veggies for their dog, like, yeah. every meal. I'm like, that's really nice of you, but I also would not have the time or the money to do it. I mean, I love our animals. It's just the fact Kibble that... Kibble is perfectly fine. 
Like we give them table scraps. It doesn't matter. They yeah. don't know the difference. Max got a taquito and a chip today, or a couple mm-hmm. chips. Like they, we get. I'm fine with giving dog table scraps as long as you give them stuff that they are able to eat and it's and not it, in abundance. Yeah, because you know it's funny because um, with Max and my dad, my dad likes to snack on like the deli cheese, so he goes. He goes to the deli drawer and he like pulls out the cheese and Max is like right there and he knows exactly what my dad has and then he like sits there and begs and he, he knows that he'll get a piece of cheese from my dad. Yeah, and he does that every time my dad goes to the fridge He now. just makes an assumption that he's getting cheese and usually like nine times out of ten he calls it because at least either he'll hear the fridge door open or he'll hear the bag of cheese get pulled out and he's like, I know exactly. He's attuned to that sound. Mm-hmm. Someone could break into the house but he'll, he'll know the cheese plastic bag sound better. Yeah. But it's pretty... It'll it'll be interesting. But yeah, he did the same thing. I pulled the cheese out today when I was putting it, making it for the queso, and he was like, cheese. And I was like, mm-hmm. fine, you get a half a slice. Yeah, speaking of queso, you've made a couple different kinds of queso as well. You've kind of experimented with different ways of making it, right. too. There's a recipe that I've, I've kept bookmarked on my phone that it's a, it's a white queso that it's just pepper jack cheese, cream cheese, sour cream, um, whole milk, rotel... Uh, tomatoes and green chilies and that usually works pretty well and I just you heat it up and you just... but I've done yellow cheese before I don't a thing that my mom always made that I, I don't think I've actually made it here but it's always good it's just not the healthiest thing is um it's uh it's just um we usually used to do it on like snack night it was just it was chili no beans from a can and then cream cheese so it's literally not great for you but it's delicious on a chip because it's thick and it's you get all the stuff from the chili no beans. It's, it's usually really good. But I haven't made that for you. But you're not the biggest cream cheese person. Well, I don't mind it. It's just... Very... I, it's very heavy. Yeah. And my... So my aunt makes something similar. Except that she puts um, chihuahua cheese on top of... Ooh. So it goes like... The layers are... I believe it's like cream cheese, chili no beans, and then... Um, and then the uh, chihuahua cheese. And usually at family functions... the taco she makes... Yeah. When she makes it, it's gone in, like, probably the first 15, 20 minutes that it's out, it's gone. Because people, like, my 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 grandma and my great aunt will, like, hover by it. And they'll just, like, Wait till it's eat, cool. eat, eat, <laughs> And so will I. So I'm not, I'm not completely... I've actually learned something while we recording this. Because I actually thought there were beans in it. So I've always steered away from it. Now I know there's, if there's no beans in it, so now I'm going to have to get some more. But usually by the time I want it, it's been picked over and gone. The full big... 9 by 11 pan is just cleaned out. Yeah, five years later. Nice job. Five and a half. It looks... Well, it's because when cream cheese and the chili no beans settle, it looks a little bit like refried beans. I always thought it was like refried beans and stuff and cheese, but apparently I've been mistaken for five years. You've been missing out on it. Man. Um, But she hasn't made that in a bit. Not... Well, so we started Weight Watchers. My mom and I and my aunt all started Weight Watchers, so... I'm sure she tried it at one point and looked at the points values attached to it and was like, oh, nope, that's not something probably, I want to do. Even probably with the one-third fat cream cheese they sell. It's still yeah. a lot of points, I'm sure. But there's certain, like, la- like I don't know, like, low-fat stuff that just tastes awful. Like, I remember, so this is my second time on Weight Watchers, but the first time I wanted, like, a low-fat ranch, and I was like, oh, found, like, a craft low-fat ranch terrible do not do it i don't care (laughs) how much weight you're trying to lose that stuff tastes like paste like go get any other salad dressing go to vinegar and oil anything else but do not get low-fat ranch it is absolutely terrible it's like literally they put glue 
with some <laughs> specks of pepper in it, it's terrible. Like, don't do it. Don't waste your money on it. It is not worth it. It's like how, at least for me, it's like I've done, I did Whip when you did it the first time, I didn't do it the second time. But um, it's like when you try and go to the, the diet soda, and then it's so much, So at least in my opinion, it's so much worse, but like the Dr. Pepper 10, which I actually really like, just, just it tastes almost the same as regular Dr. Pepper enough that I'm like, this is fine, but Diet Dr. Pepper tastes awful by comparison. I, I don't know how 10 calories can change the taste that much. But. See, I don't agree with that. I really like the Dr. Pepper. It's the sweet one. It's the sweet one. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. I like diet soda. I know it's bad for me, but I well, need that caffeine well, boost. You, you like that Coke Zero Sugar, because I know they got rid of Coke Zero, but they got back... Now it's Coke Zero Sugar. I don't mind... I Really, I haven't had it that much since they've changed. I usually... If I have to get like some sort of pop, I usually go for a Diet Coke, because yeah. it's most readily available anywhere. So I can't go to like a... like a I don't know, like a restaurant, and be like, oh, can I have some Diet Dr. Pepper? They're going to be like, no, we don't have any. The diet they have is like Coke and... And that's, that's it. it. Or Pepsi. Coke, no Pepsi. Pepsi, no Coke. That's, that's a whole... That's an age-old debate, which I... Really, with um, regular Coke and regular Pepsi, I'm fine either way. It doesn't bother me. But I feel like the diet, there's more of a spectrum with people. So people are like, only diet... Like, your mom used to be big on... Was it Diet Coke? Yes. Or well, no Pepsi. she she or okay. It, so she's kind of gone through cycles. So sometimes, like for a long time, she was on the diet Pepsi streak, and like that was, and I think it was when the diet Pepsi used to have like it was light blue, and it had like a little water, like almost looked like water droplets or condensation. I know, I know that it. one. Yeah. And I don't think they do it anymore. But we haven't had diet Pepsi in the house for a long time, and but that was her for like a majority of my childhood. Like, that's all the pop we had in there, and I've absolutely grown to hate Diet Pepsi, because it's like, that's all we drank. Like, if we wanted pop, it was Diet Pepsi or nothing. Well, because your mom's not a cough, wasn't really a coffee or a tea person, at least for the first part of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Before, yeah, she, she, before she got on the tea kick, and then it's been pretty good on it, because she was probably drinking a two liter a day. Yeah, but she's better. She's almost been, I think it's almost been a year since she's had a Diet Coke, which I'm really proud of her for that. Mm-hmm. She's gone, but now she's on the... Uh, she doesn't like hot tea. She likes iced tea, so she makes it with the Keurig, and she makes, like... she. It's funny, because she has almost, like, two containers of it. She has one that she drinks out of, and then she makes, like, a bigger, like... She has, like, a little, um... Oh, what are they called? Like, a Yeti that's filled with more tea, so as the day goes on, she can open up the one that she's drinking out of and pour the Yeti in there, and then she, oh. it's, like, this big cycle. It's kind of funny to right. be home and watch her do it, but... I wonder if she does it at work, too. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what her, like, I don't know the if they have, like, a Keurig or anything, or if she just brings, like, her, um, her Yeti to work, and that's what she does. I don't know. So, you know what, I know at my work we have, like, our boss likes, uh, Keurig coffee, so we have a Keurig with all the cups, and there's, like, hot cocoa options, and there's, like, tea, and then tea bags, and the normal coffee, and I just... Usually fill up my travel mug with one full thing of coffee, and it usually gets me through the day because keeps it warm enough that I can drink it from like seven a.m. until I go home, and drink water in there when I should drink water. Yeah. But I don't know. It's I'm not a big like I'm not a big weekend coffee person. I'll do coffee at work, but if I'm at home, I will pretty much exclusively do tea. It's whatever's easiest for me, honestly. I mean, I'm not. I'm glad that of the invention of the Keurig because. 
I am terrible at the actual, like, big pot coffee thing. <laughs> I've made a mess many a times at work um, before I ever figured out that the Keurigs were for everybody. Because um, I would go in, and I don't really like... We had Folgers. I'm not a huge Folgers person. I don't know why. It just doesn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I would leave coffee grounds everywhere. I had to, like, ask people that were older than me that are teachers, like, how do I do this? They probably thought I was, like, the biggest idiot in the entire world. But it's just, like, I don't know. I just don't drink that much coffee to where if I bought, like, a pot coffee maker, I feel like it, I wouldn't use it. It uh-huh. would just be like, oh, we'd have one cup, and then it would be all gross right. and and cold. But right. I usually drink a lot of my coffee cold anyway because I'm a teacher. Right. Well, you we we talked about it on the on the pilot with the whole coffee cart thing that you did using a Keurig. Mm-hmm. But I th- I like the I don't do K cups at home though. I have a Keurig. It's a re- it was a refurbished one. I got it at a garage sale. But hey, someone fixed it and it got it for twenty bucks and it still works. So. But I get a uh, I get those little refillable um, K cups. I just take normal grounds, fill it up, and then make and it makes a cup. And I just dump it out. And that way, so I feel like those K cups are so wasteful just because the you use sometimes people use like three of those a day, and then all those are just going right in the garbage. The big plastic cups. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm not a huge fan of is just the amount of plastic you're using with right. it. But I don't know. I but, guess it's it's like there's not really a good or there's not really a good way. I think. I mean, that's affordable to do that unless you use the the reusable K cup. But I feel like that can and be think, messy too. Yeah, I think Dr Pepper actually owns Keurig now, or vice versa. Oh, well, fancy that. They they partnered up because like Green Mountain, which is that Keurig brand, and then Staple and Dr Pepper are all one company now. But I think they were looking into making biodegradable K cups, which I think is a smart move. Yeah. Just the amount of waste, I'm sure, is astronomical, but since it became popular. But, I don't know, I'm I'm a fan, but I when I have families where I don't want to just make a bunch of little cups, I'd rather just... I have, like, three coffee makers at my apartment. I have the Keurig... I have a coffee maker that makes two travel mugs at the same time, and then I have a regular stainless steel pot coffee maker. So, I don't know, it's just... Sometimes you just need your coffee in the morning. But I'm, I'm a milk and sugar person. I can't do black coffee. I've gotten better about the amount of milk and sugar, but I still need some kind of some kind of flavor to it. Black coffee, especially cold black coffee, is awful. That's how you can tell we're in our uh, mid to late twenties is that we still don't drink black coffee yet. I can't do it either. But I've do your parents do black coffee? I think my dad does. My mom doesn't drink coffee, but I know that for me, I've tried. I really have because that's like the only thing through Weight Watchers that's like a zero point guaranteed every single time black. is black coffee is zero points. And I tried. It tastes terrible. I have to have like Splenda, and I know that's probably not the greatest for me. But hey, it gets me through the day if it's I zero need my coffee. Sweetener, it's good enough. Yeah, I, I know it's probably gonna, you know, eat my insides out. But you know, at least I enjoyed it while it lasted. Right. I like how Max is standing next to us over recording. Like, are you done so you can give me food? What do you think, Max? What kind? What should we do? What's the easiest thing for us to make? Should we make curried coffee, or should we just do it in a pot? What do you think, Max? When you're by yourself, a pot's definitely not the way to go, because you'll never keep up with it. Keurig's good if you're by yourself, if you're having a gathering, definitely a full pot. Mm-hmm. Eh. But, I don't know, Max, what do you think's the favorite meal that we've made? You probably like pizza. 
or anything with fries. Because usually when I make pizza, we usually do fries on the side, on my little pizzazz. It's a little weird because you think, like, most times when you get, like, a pizza, you're thinking, oh, breadsticks. Not really, like, fries, but I don't really mind it. I like fries. Max likes a good fry. Um, not off the, off the pizzazz though, because we did that one time, like it fell on the ground or something and Max got it and then he threw it up because oh, it was it. too hot. Yeah, don't eat hot, Max, dogs should eat hot fries, but that was his own fault, he didn't, also accidentally set a fry on fire that way, because it fell behind the pizzazz and it just burnt itself into a charcoal, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't bad. I think the pizzazz is definitely a, a good thing to have, because you don't like to pre-oven for fries, and I don't want to get a fryer, because that's hot grease and... I have small animals, it would just be a mess. Although, I, my mom did say that we are getting an air fryer from them, so I'm excited for that. I've heard a lot of good things from it, um, because I'm a nerd, and I follow certain, like, recipe people, because it's like, well, sooner or later I'm going to have a big kitchen, or not a huge kitchen, but, like, Bigger. a kitchen of my own, and we have to figure out meals and stuff, and it's, it's right, very no. helpful, especially now, because a lot of, like, I've looked at my mom's recipe cards for certain things, and, like... Some, A, some people have absolutely horrible writing, so, like, I can't even read it when Mm -hmm. I look at the recipe card. B, some of them are in different languages, because my, um, my grandma and my great-grandma, they were, their original language that they learned growing up was German, so they write a lot of their stuff in German, and then my grandma and great-grandma on my dad's side are Slovak, so they, they wrote a lot of their stuff in Slovak, so it's like... Is it Slovenian? No, Slovak. Slovenian is different. Oh, interesting. Um, So it's like, that's like the struggle that my mom has kind of went through as she was going through kind of the same things we are, but we're kind of lucky because now we have the internet and we can look up all sorts of recipes. You Mm -hmm. can look it up by like the time, you can look it up by ingredient, like it's crazy. I'm very lucky. Do you remember our worst cooking experience? Um, That was probably, what was it, our second, was it our first year anniversary or our second year anniversary when we tried to make um, bread dumplings? Uh, I feel like it was, you were living... I was living in the calendar house, so was that second year? I think it was the second year. Or, I don't know. It could have been either or. It was our first or second anniversary. You took your, 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 well, your grandma's recipe for how to make dumplings is you're going to make schnitzel and dumplings and do a traditional German meal. meal. That didn't work. The schnitzel turned out okay. Yeah, I mean... And the gravy turned out okay. Well, I don't think we actually ever got that far. But the dumplings, we there was stuff, the stuff that was, um, it was just in her grandma's head that she never thought to put down because it's just, she remembered it. She's known it her whole life. She never had to write it down. So, like, we missed a bunch of key steps that... Well, I don't think Break down was, the integrity. I don't of, know if we missed key steps. It's just we didn't know what to look for as to like oh this is what the dumpling should look or like this is what the dough should feel like before you put it right. in the boiling pot of water so that it doesn't fall apart because that was our problem and it wasn't it kept it, falling apart it wasn't supposed to use older bread like a day-old bread or something yeah like you're supposed to use like yeah you like dry the bread out a little bit and yeah we missed a lot of steps and fresh french bread and like breaking it off and putting it in the dough and then it just as soon as you put it in there it would be just it would just it basically not disintegrate but it just it it, it broke apart and it didn't make the dough stick like it was supposed to. So, so I was pretty upset when that happened and I felt really bad because that was like my contribution to our anniversary weekend and it completely backfired. But at least we've learned. I don't think we've made it. I think we've tried to make schnitzel since and I think it was okay, but like 
Not dumplings. Dumplings, leave it to the professionals with Actually, that I'm pretty stuff. pretty sure that was our second anniversary. Because I think the first anniversary was when I gave us the, fir- the first half of the worst date we've ever had. Because remember I took us to the restaurant where there was oh, a wine it bar? It was a wine bar, and I wasn't 21. I was 19 still. <laughs> no, you were 20. No, I was 19. Oh, yeah, I was 20. So I was 20 at a wine bar that only had, like, grilled cheese like and- lunch food at dinner time so i sat there with my salad and was sad while andrew had a nice like a grilled, grilled cheese. cheese and tomato soup and i was like dang it i should have gotten that the, and then luck i made up for because i had a horse-drawn carriage pick us up yeah that, that was, was the only thing cool. that redeemed it with champagne that we had when you weren't 21 on the streets of bloomington hey they had no idea it was fine hey it was I a nice little thing anything. except for the the horse just farting during the trip I and, don't mind. and scaring Random passerbys who were just in their car and then looked to the left to see a horse go by it, mm-hmm. dark in Bloomington. But it was pretty cool. That was that was a fun. Definitely little... an experience. Mm-hmm. Made me feel like a princess. Yeah, that was nice, and it wasn't too cold out because it was still September, so it was still pretty nice out. But yeah, that was that was probably the first time the worst because you're just like, I remember you being like, "Do you just want to me to eat anything?" I was like, "Oh, this is going horribly." Because I, I so I was like hangry too and that's like I don't care what people say I think hangry is a real feeling because I turn into a completely different person if I'm hungry like I just get very like crabby and snippy and just like sassy and like I just don't want anything else like my parents I think my parents have known about hangry since I was like born because I feel like I they knew exactly when I was hungry because I would get all snappy your temper gets shortened a lot when you're hungry I was such a brat when I was little (laughs) Like, sorry, folks. Like, that was... I feel bad for my parents. They tell stories about me, and I'm like, man, and I turned out this good? Holy crap, what happened? And then they laugh. Yeah. But you did. You turned out great. Aw. Gee, thanks. Yeah. That's why I got you a tub shroom. You did. (laughs) (laughs) I get you you a nice card, and then just... A tub shroom. A tub shroom. Which, if you don't know what a tub shroom is, it's a little little silicone um, thing you put into the tub that has like a mesh center and it catches all the hair so it doesn't clog up the drain because yeah. liz sheds a lot well and the reason well we have we such long talking, and thick hair well so we were doing our registry for the um at ba- bed bath and beyond and i was like we're going by all that like as seen on tv stuff and i'm like oh man we should really put this on there and the, i'm sure i was horrifying the person that we were like, working who are with these people because i was like yeah i want the scrub daddy oh yeah i want the tub shirt like and she's like dishes and nice things yeah she's like i don't think that would be appropriate for your registry or a vacuum which i'm like who yeah 500 500 vacuum. vacuum on your wedding registry like no one's gonna bring a vacuum to your wedding like that's or a that's to like the a house bridal shower yeah or a what or to the bridal shower right that's it's probably a... where it would end up yeah it's just random mm-hmm. should, have, should have put a squatty potty on there Damn it. <laughs> you wouldn't let me put a poop emoji plunger on there, so we can't have a squatty potty. You can go either. in the master bathroom where no one's going to go into if you really want one. That's true. I really uh, want one. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I think we're probably at about time for this episode. We don't want to bore you guys too much, but hopefully you're enjoying the show you're listening to. Yeah. And we're probably going to have an intro that we found that I think is fairly entertaining. Yeah, it kind of has a backstory to it, but we can always talk about that next time. Yeah, you'll talk about it when you, because you'll hear on this episode, and we'll talk about it next time. We're just going to record a bumper and stuff, but we have social media now. We have a Facebook and Twitter that I created. Uh, they're at Adulting's Hard, because, actually, because Adulting Ain't Easy was too long on Twitter, and it was already taken on Facebook. So, so we're at Adulting's Hard, so A-D-U-L-T-I-N-G-S-H-A-R-D. 
that's the Twitter and Facebook. You can find us on there. Um, we'll be posting like links to the show and stuff once it's up there, and we're going to drop every other Wednesday for the foreseeable future. If there's no more scheduling shakeups, that's probably where we're going to stay. I know at one point we talked about Friday, but there's another show that's going to be on Fridays, which is Kids for Sale or Kid for Sale. I don't remember if it's plural or not, but I've heard really hilarious things. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but it drops Friday, so by the time you listen to this episode, it'll already have aired, so hopefully you check that out. Uh, the network is definitely growing up in terms of what we talk about. and But yeah, so you can find us on there. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. We're going to keep doing it as long as you like it. So Yeah, comment and tell us what you like and what you don't like because that's how we cater to you. Right, this is probably the most opposite show to my other show I do, which is The Poor Report, which is me talking about news where Liz doesn't listen to it because I'm boring and I sound like I'm an NPR personality. Well, I'm just not into that news. It just yeah, makes me sad. Yeah, I... I like, we were talking about, like, the whole Roseanne thing last night, nah. about how that's the whole thing. But, but they, they might be, uh, they might be uh, doing a kind of, they might be doing a show centered around the daughter and then keeping it going. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. TV is weird. I love a lot of it. They cancel what I like, and then who knows what happens. But it's a whole other topic. We can talk about another show. But, and that's a good for this week. So, thank you for listening to Adulting Ain't Easy. As always, I'm Andrew. And I'm Liz. Thanks for listening. Yeah.